How do you sort out the so-called jargon from real-world practices that work? Do the members of your organization find some business or technology advice utterly confusing? Welcome to Real Talk with Sam Holzman. In this program, we set the record straight and in terms that business people and technology people can understand. Now, here is your host, Sam Holzman. Welcome to this edition of Real Talk. I'm Sam Holzman, and the topic today is a five-minute overview of ChatGTP. I'm sure that my audience has heard of this. And uh, just a little bit of uh, a summary here for those of you that are sort of wondering about this. I'm sure that you've heard about it. Uh, what's kind of uh, amazing is that this whole thing started uh, in November of 2022, which is not very long ago. And it's gotten some pretty big attention, to say the least. Uh, it's known as a large language model, uh, if you hear the phrase LLM. And, uh, of course, there's a bunch of technology behind it, but uh, uh, it sort of gobbles up and scrapes and steals and cajoles and borrows and everything else words uh, that are in sentences and images and all sorts of other things. And tries to make sense of that and uh, sort of regurgitate it back to you. And I use the word regurgitate uh, on purpose here. Um, and so these language models that we're talking about can take data, text, audio, images, all sorts of other things, and, and uh, use them uh, to produce new stuff, so to speak. So the model takes uh, uh, chunks of text, <laughs> text that are there, and then it tries to predict the next word uh that would make sense uh and that's the way the thing works so it's not in it's not uh, uh intelligent so to speak uh it's pattern matching and so what it looks for is what it considers to be a logical sequence of actions or words uh just like i'm talking to you right now so what it's doing is is taking these words and saying i think this word Next, based on this context of the other words and what I've learned from a gazillion other things that I see out there, uh, makes sense. Now, what makes chat GTP different is in additional to the training it does on this data. And this is kind of uh, controversial. Uh, it also uses what it calls reinforced learning from human feedback. Reinforced learning from human feedback. What does that mean? It means that human beings look at this information and make judgments, clarifications, additions, corrections to that information. And of course, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what you think about this, it can add even additional human bias in addition to the bias that may be there before. So this is something that we all have to think about when we look at uh, uh, these types of things. Back in a moment. So you want to advance your career and see enterprise architecture as a key component to this advancement. Or you're an enterprise architect and you want to be more effective in addressing business and technology needs. You want to create highly effective solutions that deal with the ever-evolving changes in businesses and organizations. But accumulating the knowledge and certification to do that can be a challenge. 
That's why EACOE created a one-of-a-kind certification workshop for enterprise architects. The workshops will teach you proven step-by-step -step enterprise architecture techniques that you can use for addressing continuous business and organizational change and give you the certification you need to progress in your career. Want to learn more? Then visit EACOE.org. Thanks for coming back and joining me again. And so we were chatting about ChatGTP and uh, the human reviewers and annotators and commentators of this information. And once again, that could have positive or negative uh, types of consequences on this. So ChatGTP can write, it can edit, it can translate uh, these types of things. Uh, it can summarize, it can brainstorm. And of course, a lot of people are looking at, uh, in the technology area, of actually writing code, computer code, to be able to do this. Now let's take a look at some of the limitations. Those are the positive things there. Um, I love this phrase that has been re, uh, introduced. It's called hallucinations, uh, meaning putting together things that uh, are factually wrong. I like to call them mistakes, and the reason I call them mistakes is that's really what they are. All of a sudden, if we use that term, it would make a lot more sense when people see these things. The computer is not hallucinating. There's no such thing that's there. And so there's things that are it's doing incorrectly, uh, and therefore... I would have to verify any output anyways. So if you think that you can go away from this and just walk away and say, well, here's a sentence it built, and here's some facts that are there, I can assure you that that's not, you know, not, not, not the case. The other thing is, what's the information base? Uh, ChatGPT, ChatGTP, excuse me, as far as we know, is based on mid-2021 data. And this broadcast is a mid-2023, a couple of years prior, about past that, excuse me. And so we have to look at it. Now, I can't say for sure that that is a 100% fact, but what we can say is that the bulk of the data has aged. And in the age that we're in right now, 24 months, is an attorney plus, eternity plus 10% that's there. And so if you do pay more money for some of these things, in other words, there are premium versions of this particular product and others, lots of different other products that are out there, you can get a little bit more information. Memory limits. In other words, there's, if you start interacting with this, there's a certain amount, number of interactions before all of that information sort of like disappears. In other words, there's, it's sort of like in the early days of uh, Twitter where there's a certain number of characters and then it sort of like blows up on you. Same thing here. There's a certain memory limit that we have to look at. Um, and, of course, if you pay more money, you can get a little bit more you know, information there. And finally, for all of us, of course, the concept of privacy. Where is it getting this information? What is it keeping? Where is it? And uh, we already know that there are a number of countries and actions being taken right now to address these things. Uh, and some companies are even banning the use of that because they're worried about, you know, proprietary information getting into these models. And all of a sudden that information is not proprietary anymore. And uh, the bottom line is uh, don't share sensitive information with these things, uh, you know, is, is an understatement. There are a number of competitors for these things. Uh, Google has one. Bing has one. Uh, open source, there's a few of those. 
And so there's lots of things out there. So I think that I hope this little briefing uh, for those of you that are wondering about this, basically it's a computer program that takes stuff and uses that using pattern type of recognition and tries to come up with things that may or may not be useful. Hopefully 51% of the time they are useful uh, to those that are using it. But as always, caveat emptor, especially when it comes to this. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Real Talk. Be sure to join your host, Sam Holzman, again for another edition of our program. We'll have more real topics of discussion then.